Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I am Esther, the operations manager at Clever Girl Finance. And today I am joined by my lovely co-host, Yasmir. Yasmir, please introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. I'm Yasmir. I am one of the content creators for Clever Girl Finance. And um currently living in New York City. Today, Esther and I are doing a podcast takeover. And we're going to have a girly conversation about how we are coping with the cost of living and share tips on how we are saving towards our goals and wants. I think no matter where you live in the world, you would have noticed the costs of living going up, such as food, clothing, utility, bills, gas, and so on. And this may have an impact on your finances. So Esther and I will share how we've adjusted to the current times so that we can stay on track with our financial goals. So I'm just going to start off um asking you, Esther, a few questions regarding cost of living. How do you manage your finances during inflation right now? Oh, gosh, I feel like this inflation has been going on for too long now. Oh, yeah, Um, I agree. Yeah. And I've definitely had to like make a few adjustments. But for me, the most important three things that I'm focusing on is budgeting consistently. Um, so for me, like when I budget, it really helps me to stay on track with my spending, to know exactly how much money is coming in and how much is going out. So mm-hmm. being consistent with budgeting, budgeting before payday. So I already have planned for what I'm going to do with my money when it comes. And then mm-hmm. also tracking that the things that I plan to spend my money on are the things that I actually spent my money on. Um, the second mm-hmm. thing that I have been doing is only buying what I need um, and really just practicing contentment, just being happy with what I have and appreciating Mm -hmm. what I have and just knowing that actually I already have everything that I need to kind of Mm -hmm. live my life and to be happy. So, you know, holding off any sort of big purchases and just, yeah, just being okay with what I have and just buying only what I need, like, I do get tempted when I go out shopping, when I'm online mm-hmm. and I'm on social media and you see these ads or your friends are telling you, everybody's like decorated their house during the summer. So like you go yeah. and visit friends and it's like brand new sofa, brand new 
rug. So I'm really <laughs> trying not to have any FOMO and just know that actually I have goals and those goals mm-hmm. are important. And right now, me furnishing my house is not important. Me buying a car is not important. Um, my mm-hmm. main goal right now is to build my savings. So mm-hmm. yeah, just only buying what I need and making sure that I'm putting as much money that I can towards my savings. And finally, um, I have just been shopping around because everything costs a lot more now. I've really just been taking my time to shop around. You know, even with food shopping, I go out like during the week to two different Mm -hmm. stores and I just kind of browse and see what they have and compare prices and then decide where I'm going to do my weekly shop that week. Um, Mm -hmm. As well as just with my service providers as well, I'm always looking out for who can offer me a cheaper deal so that I can save money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's very important. And I I remind myself that this is temporary. You know, inflation is not going to last forever. So um, I don't have to manage my money as closely as I am now. Mm. Um, But for now, I do. Um, I remember when I first about the inflation was when I went to the pet store and I bought my cats their cans of food and I went to the register and I thought that the person there made an error. Maybe like she scanned um, the the cans um, one too many times and then I look, oh my gosh, uh, the um, the cans of food went up 29 cents and and that's that that makes a difference and then i noticed some things going up like food um clothing uh i was buying a lot of clothing i recently lost a lot of weight so i told myself i'm gonna buy me some new clothes and some dresses and stuff but i had to stop because i'm like oh yasmin you don't need 15 summer dresses (laughs) so um i've done things like delete Um, shopping apps for my phone and like really paying attention when I do go like on Amazon, like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And um, oftentimes it's, you know, I'm bored. (laughs) So I just shop around and then I put things in the shopping cart and then I'm sitting there like, should I, should I, should I? And then I make an excuse for myself like, oh no, I need this. Mm -hmm. And then I buy and then like I have that buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, paying attention to just a lot of things, um, my mindset um, and trying to just avoid those habits I've built around spending money yeah. um, and changing that. So Esther, has there been a change in how you spend your money during inflation? Oh gosh, there definitely has been. Interestingly, um, I went out to eat the, the other day and the waiter was like, oh my goodness, like I've not seen you in ages. And I said to myself, do I come here all the time? That she's, she, she notices my presence. But what she was saying mm-hmm. to me was that she said, you know, Esther, usually like you would come here maybe, you know, every two weeks, you know, twice a month. She said a lot of, you know, customers like yourself that would come regularly, she said they're only coming once a month or 
every mm-hmm. other month. So I've definitely um, changed just how much I eat out, I think. And it's it's mainly because I just realized that it's just more expensive to eat out. Um, yeah. And I do I do make room in my budget to eat out because it's one of the things that I enjoy. And I believe that like our money is supposed to help us enjoy the life that we want to live. So I definitely mm-hmm. do make room to eat out and make sacrifices in other ways. But I've definitely had to cut down because it's it's just more expensive to eat out mm-hmm. than it used to be. Um, and I have yeah. other goals that I need to prioritize. I've had to be more mindful about what I buy. So just mm-hmm. pausing on big purchases. So during the summer, we have a IKEA store, which is near me, that was closing down. So they had a massive, massive sell. I really had to hold myself back from going there because (laughs) I just knew that I would go in there. And even if I didn't need stuff, I would Mm -hmm. end up buying because it's on sale. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh, look at those plates. They're on sale. They're really nice. Let me buy it. You know, Mm -hmm. so my sister was going to um, drive me down there and I had to say to her, do you know something? It's probably not a good idea for me to go because I have a saving goal that I need to reach by the end of this year. And me going mm-hmm. to Ikea is not going to take me anywhere near my saving goal. So I just resisted and didn't end up going, which I'm really grateful for. Good for you, Esther. <laughs> oh, that's, I, I love Ikea too. So I probably would have gone, like I would have ran, not walked <laughs> to Ikea. <laughs> If there was a sale, but yeah, no, good for you. It's 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 hard. Um, because we just want things all the time. And um I think it's important to know that sometimes our our brains just want that high. And then when we get it, it just it just disappears and we then have to um look for something else to get that high um, back. So um, that's something that I've learned and I try to be mindful of. So like you, Esther, I had to make um, a lot of changes to the way I spend my money. Um, Mm. My goal is to buy an apartment. Um, I live in a very high cost city, New York City. Um, And so um, buying an apartment here as opposed to renting is cheaper so it's cheaper Mm. here to pay a mortgage than it is to rent the average rent right now is five thousand dollars a year ago it was three thousand dollars so it keeps going out out yeah 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 um and so it's tough but um luckily i do live with my mom and my sister and we split the bills um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move on and get my own place. So that's a huge goal, um, that I've been wanting to accomplish now for a few years. And, um, yeah, I just have to stick to like not spending unnecessarily. Um, I really manage my money so that I can achieve that goal. Yeah. So has there been a change in how you spend your money during the inflation to help you meet your saving goals? Yes, I've I've had to make um, changes for sure, like just closely monitoring how I'm spending my money. I'm not buying as many clothes um, because I, I already have I don't I don't really need anything. Um, I have clothes. I have a roof over my head. Um 
you know, I can go into the supermarket and buy things and, and that's it. And it's just knowing like when enough is enough. Um, so, but um, there's some things that have been really, really hard to give up. I'm going to be totally honest. Um, I don't go out to eat, but I do order in. <laughs> I have been ordering. Um, I had Grubhub, the app on my phone. I had to delete it because really? I was just spending <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, it's still going on, but I deleted the app because I'm like, nope, I cannot continue <laughs> like this because every time I order like my favorite foods, I notice that the price increases. Mm. So I've had to stop that. And, and it's it's hard because sometimes life gets busy yeah. and I don't have time to like cook. And so just ordering food is it's so much easier for me. So that's something that I'm working on, not giving up necessarily, but just limiting it. to like mm. two to three times a month so that I'm not feeling deprived. Got you. Got you. Yeah. I think it's when it comes to like food and eating out, I think it's one of the areas that a lot of people struggle with. And you made a really good point that Sometimes it's not even that we want to eat out. It's just life gets busy, whether it's work or family affairs or some days like I I get ill. Like when I'm not well, my appetite changes. Even if I have food at Mm -hmm. home, I just don't Mm -hmm. feel like eating what I've cooked. I I just have a specific appetite for something else. So during those periods, I definitely don't like beat myself up. I just accept that, you know what? I'm not well. It's just a week. Um, mm-hmm. I need to take care of myself. So if I feel like eating this and it's the only thing I can eat, then that's fine. And I make room mm-hmm. for it in my budget. But yeah, it's really important to understand like when we do spend money on things, why we're spending money on them and just being aware of that, mm-hmm. because then that will kind of help you to like know where your money is going, but also not to beat yourself up about it if yeah. you're spending money for a good reason. So we've had to make some big changes um, in today's world. Um, what sort of big changes did you implement, um, Esther? I think like the past year has been like trying to get back to normal from the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought like, okay, 2022 is going to be a start fresh year, new beginning, you know, mm-hmm. and things were just going to get back. To some sort of normality normality but then obviously mm-hmm. things have got worse and everything um and for me yeah. right now the biggest change that I'm implementing is staying po- because there is so much uncertainty so staying positive and just being in control of what I can control um mm-hmm. and just continuing to dream big so not letting go of my dreams just because I may doubt how I'm going to achieve them Um, But Mm -hmm. just really staying positive. And the ways that I'm staying positive is that self-talk, like really watching the things that I'm saying to myself. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like when you're getting on with your day and then I have conversations with myself all the time. And Mm -hmm. I have to catch myself like when I'm having that self-negative thought or when I'm doubting myself or doubting my goals, like, is this really possible Am I really going to be able to save this much money? You know, so one of my goals is to start paying extra towards my mortgage. Um, Mm -hmm. That's like a really big goal that I have in order to reduce the interest that I pay over time. 
And so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, how am I going to save and start paying off extra towards the mortgage? And how how am I going to invest? Like, you know, there's only so much money that comes in and yet you have all these goals for them. So mm-hmm. I have to just really stay positive and just believe that as long as I have a plan, as long as my plan is, you know, doable and I'm challenging mm-hmm. myself, then my goal to save is definitely possible. So that's what I would say is the biggest change that that I'm implementing is working on my mindset, staying positive and continuing to Mm -hmm. dream. And I get it. Like, it's so easy for us to go on like the negative side. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm the same way. Like right now I want to purchase an apartment and there's, you know, there's uncertainty. Um, But then, you know, I hear a lot like, oh, uh, interest rates are too high and this um, is not, um, this is like bad news for home buyers and things like that. But, you know, I, I, I have to feel confident in myself. Like I did do the math. Like this is not uh, a choice that I'm making because I want to achieve the American dream. This is, no, I just want to <laughs> um, have that independence, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then not have that that burden of renting in a high cost um, city. Um, I just want to have that peace of mind that, oh my gosh, like, you know, I don't have to worry that my mortgage is going to go up $2,000 next year. (laughs) Um, like rent is right now. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, and it's not easy, right? It's not easy to change your mindset, but I, but I get it. Like once you, um, like catch yourself and the more you do it, like the, the better it is. Yeah. Just like what you've mentioned about, you know, like you have a goal and, you know, everybody has their goal. And sometimes we get caught up in like what wider society is saying about that goal, but you really have to sit down And like you said, you know, work out the numbers for yourself and Mm -hmm. understand where you're at on your journey and just understand the pros and cons and just focus on Mm -hmm. your goal. Like it might be bad for every, it might be a bad time for everybody else, but it may not be a bad time for you. Just thank you for highlighting that because sometimes we can get caught up in the trends, in what, you know, we hear on the news and on social media and what people are saying, but you have to see if it makes sense for you you know, and the current times. So well done for just making it make sense for you um, (laughs) and just going with the goal that you want and that's important to you. Thank you. Um, And just to answer um, the question about uh, what big change did I implement, um, this year I decided to join an accountability group. Um, It's online Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's, it's, it's made a big difference um, so we meet once a week virtually, um, we discuss our goals, um, and how we're going to achieve them. So we make a lot of planning and then we support one another. So the women in this group, they want to start a business. Um, they want to make a big purchase. And so, um, it's just breaking up that big goal into smaller manageable ones 
Mm. And then holding each other accountable. And that has made a big difference. Um, I told the group that I wanted to work on my spending um, so that I'm not making like extra spending that I don't need. Yeah. And like every like every time like I'm tempted to buy something that I don't need, I think about, about my group. And I have um, some of them just checking like, hey, how are you doing with your goals? And it's just, it's just, it makes a big difference. I, I highly recommend um, mm. having like accountability partner or accountability, accountability group. Because um, then it doesn't feel like you're doing it alone. And if you um, fail, like it's okay. They'll tell you it's okay. You've come this far. You can do it again. So that encouragement too. Mm. And, 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 and I love it because I've never like joined such a group. And I don't have people like that in my life. So I have yeah. them. And it's, they've been they've been amazing. Oh, I think that's so nice. I think it's so nice <laughs> that like you feel supported on your journey and you know that you you don't feel it alone and you have people that understand what you're going through and they understand how important your goals are and they can cheer yeah. you on. And they can, you know, just be honest and give you feedback. So I think that's amazing. And having an accountability partner is great. I think if there's any goal that you're really serious about achieving, um, mm-hmm. because it's it's funny, but we, we're we more likely to keep, you know, promises that we make to other people than ourselves. I think yes. when you're the only one that knows about your goal, like you can change it. No one will know. <laughs> No one will question <laughs> yeah. you, but when once you once you air out your goal, then you mm-hmm. have a duty not just to yourself but to that person to commit to your word. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, and it it makes a big difference. Mm. Um, it, it's it's like you mentioned, it's it's different, like creating a goal and then keeping it to yourself, than sharing it with somebody else. Then you feel like that. Um, responsibility of like okay I gotta achieve this goal um because I shared it and I have these people backing me up and they believe in me um and it's great They're, they tell me Yasmir you are gonna buy your home this year we're gonna make it happen hey. <laughs> so, I love that uh, yeah it's a lovely group <laughs> now that's amazing so Yasmir we've we've talked about the cost of living and some of the changes that we've made in how we manage our finances and how it's impacted us and we shared some of our goals as well especially saving goals in particular so when it comes to saving money it's an essential part of managing our finance um and in building wealth long term and sustainable mm-hmm. wealth and saving money can be challenging, right? It can be really difficult, um, especially if you're not earning enough or if you, mm-hmm. you know, have challenges with saving consistently. Some people don't save because they're not earning enough. Some people do mm-hmm. save, but they use their savings all the time for things that it's not for. Um, so it can be challenging, you know, either way. But the most important thing is to have a plan have a strategy that you can execute and also adopt good saving habits to help you maximize your success. So Yasmin and I are going to share some of the things that we do to save money and some new things that we're implementing to help us to stay on track. So Yasmin, mm-hmm. would you like to share some of those tips that you have with us? Yes. Yeah, so um, 
like I mentioned before, I live in New York City. It's very expensive here. Um, so sometimes saving money can be challenging or seem challenging. Um, but I, I think I've been managing well. The only thing that I find that I have trouble with is that I tend to dip in my savings <laughs> um, because I went overboard with a credit card. <laughs> so, um, but I've gotten better. Um, and so what I've done is um, I asked my employer to deposit my check into two different accounts. So mm. one is a savings account, an online savings account. Um, there's no debit card for me to go to the ATM machine and, um, get cash so um that's good and then if i'm thinking of changing money from um from my savings account to my checking um i don't do it because it just takes a few days for that to happen um yeah. so i'm not tempted yeah. and that's that's helped a lot um because if i see that money i i know i'm just gonna spend it so um, that has helped me a lot. Um, uh, I have a side gig I do on the weekends. And so um, the money that I earn, I don't touch. And I have a different checking account for it. So I have a checking account for like my regular paycheck. And then I have a checking account for that. And I don't I don't touch that. I don't even know where the debit card is, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't touched that money. Um, and yeah, even, even like working with Clever Girl Finance, like I don't, I don't touch what I earn there either. Mm. So, um, that, that's, that's been very helpful for me. Um, and just like a budget, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to stick to it. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I still make it. <laughs> I still, I still make my budget, and I and I try to, to stick to it. I have to remind myself that I have this goal that I need to achieve. I love that, and I think the the tips that you've shared are really practical, and yeah. they're quite personal as well. And and although, like Yasmin, I will share our tips. I think you really have to understand yourself and how you are with money. Understand your strengths and weaknesses. And create like a plan and a strategy around that. So you know that, okay, if I get this money, I'm more unlikely to save it than if it leaves my, you know, salary or if it leaves my account before I even see it. So you put those measures in place, even with mm -hmm. your side income, you know that, okay, I have this goal. And the only way I'm going to reach that goal is to save consistently. So I'm going to allocate this particular fund to that goal. So I think you've been mm -hmm. really practical about how you save. And that's something that we should all adopt, just really understanding your goal and understanding like, where's your weak spot, you know, when it comes to saving, what are the things that hold you back and mm -hmm. finding a solution in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, uh, as we mentioned, um, towards the beginning of, of this podcast, creating that that budget monitoring like where your money goes um if prices on something has gone up is there somewhere i can find that item cheaper um mm. or you know if there's a sale um so things like that yeah absolutely love that so my main 
savings goal is to build back up my emergency fund to six months. Um, so I tend to just focus on like one specific goal at a time. I usually have three goals and I usually will just have one particular saving goals because it just helps me to focus on the one. I can get overwhelmed if I'm working on too many goals, especially where like if I'm stretching my money too thin, then I find that like I'm not really achieving much because I'm trying to do too much with my money. Um, so usually when I just focus on like one or two goals, I'm more likely to achieve them. So my main mm -hmm. goal is to build up my six month emergency fund back up again. And I think for me, like the tip that I'll share and, and one that I, I use is just to be open to changing my mindset mm -hmm. and my spending habit. I think like the minute I decide for myself, okay, Esther, in order for you to reach this new goal, you can't continue doing what you're doing. You have to be willing, you know, to change your mindset. You have to be willing to change your spending habits. Mm -hmm. And that really helps me to know that, okay, something has to give here. You know, I think sometimes we have these expectations and we have these goals and these dreams but we're not willing to change our mindset. We're not willing to change our behavior or habits. And we think just continuing as we are, you know, is going to get us to the finish line. And it really doesn't. It actually just takes us longer to get there. And I find that when I have that mindset of, oh, I can continue as I am, I tend mm -hmm. to waste more money. And then I look back and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I had all this money that I could mm -hmm. have just, you know, put towards my six month emergency fund and be done with it. But instead I was just unwilling to change, unwilling to make sacrifices. And now I'm back to square mm -hmm. one. So that for me is my number one, be open to changing your mindset and spending habits. And mm -hmm. also I would say just always saving something. I think with, with the nine to five, you know, mentality, we tend to, you know, get paid and then we pay our bills. And then depending on what's left, that's what we save and invest and build wealth with. But mm -hmm. I have really tried to train myself to just save, just save something, save something first, right? Mm -hmm. Because like there will always be bills to pay. There will always be something to buy. If I had my own way, I will eat out three, four times a week. <laughs> you know, like that's just the life that I want for myself. Um, so I know that if I don't save first, then... I may not save at all. So just having the habit of always saving, even if it's mm -hmm. like starting with 1% that I'm always going to save 1% of yeah. my, you know, income, no matter what. And then building on that slowly, you know, after three months, move it up to 2%. After another three months, move it up to 3%. And that number could be different, you know, for everybody, but just always saving something and knowing that everything I earn isn't just going to go towards bills that, you know, yes, I have bills to pay, but I find that a lot of my bills I can adjust and I can control. Um, mm -hmm. But if I don't save at all, then that's it. I've just not saved anything at all. And then come the next month, it's just that vicious cycle. And then you're just never saving. Yeah. So I would say those two, two things mainly. Yeah. Um, and you you mentioned being open to change, making change for um, especially in your finances. And I find that um, family and friends um, find it hard to do that because they go into like, oh, I'm not going to deprive myself. You know, they have that fear of missing out. 
Um, so they're very reluctant to make changes um, just because mm-hmm. they're, they're so afraid of living a, a life of deprivation. And it's not like that. It does not have to be like that. Um, I love that you mentioned, you know, getting into the habit of saving something. We could start off saving 1% of our income and then just work our way up to um, create that habit. Um, so, yeah, because I, I know like it's just not my my family friends, I, I, I feel like a lot of people think that way. Um, they're, they're very afraid of, of making changes. Um, and I just don't think it has to be as scary as they make it to be. I, I agree with you. And I think it just goes back to the mindset thing, right? That Mm -hmm. when you're working on your goals, there's some people that operate from that deprivation kind of mindset. Like they feel like they're depriving themselves. But then to me, when I spend money on things that are not that important to me, things that are short term and temporary, um, I'm actually Mm -hmm. depriving myself of the life that I really want, which is to be financially independent, to have that security where I know that if anything happens, I have six months of an emergency fund to know that I'm investing for my future Mm -hmm. and to know that I'm saving for like the bigger purchases that I want in the future. So. I think it's some mindset thing that just needs to be worked on. So like when I don't eat out, I don't see that as me depriving myself. I see that as working towards my six month emergency fund and in the joy that I once had when I had that six month emergency fund, remembering mm-hmm. how at ease I felt and how I wasn't anxious. I wasn't worried. And when I needed to use that emergency fund, I had the money to use it. So I think mm-hmm. just remembering like the joy and how you will feel when you achieve your goals. Um, and just mm-hmm. reminding yourself of that, I think should help in those moments where you may be feeling that you're, you know, depriving yourself. And it's like what we talked about in the beginning, as much as we're working on our finances, we do have moments where it's not all perfect. And I think it's just accepting that it's not always going to be perfect. And there's some days that you will slack back, but then you know that you're not sacrificing your bigger goals for the smaller things. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, someone made a comment because I, I do the um, weekly lives with Bola and we talk about um, fi- finances mostly, right? And um, someone mentioned to me because um, I, I I made a purchase. I'm like, oh, why did I do this? Um you know, I, I, this is something I didn't really need. And then this person said, you work for Clever Girl Finance. You should have your money together. And I said, no, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no one's perfect. So we're, we're all going to slip up, even if, you know, we could be like financial experts and um, we're going to we're going to slip at times. So um, but it's just recognizing yeah, and- that, yeah, you can get back on track. You can. I think for us, we have the tools in order to get back on track. And that's the most yes. important thing. And I think because this is a journey for us, it's not like a one-time destination. Um, for us, it's like it's the growth and it's the progress that we're making, even when we do fall off track. It's mm-hmm. learning from the money lessons. I like to call them money lessons as opposed to money mistakes, but learning from the lessons, working on your growth continuing to develop on your mindset 
and just getting closer to your goal. So I think, like you said, yeah. nobody's perfect in their finances. The most important thing is that you're making progress. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think, Yasmir, we're doing good despite um, that inflation is just hating on everybody right now and the cost of living. I think we are doing well. We're being yeah. accountable. We're staying on track and we're giving ourselves grace and we're being hopeful. Mm -hmm. So just to encourage you and encourage myself just to keep going and not give up on our dreams and goals. Yes. And I must, um, I must say that um, I'm not where I was a year ago. I've actually mm. made progress and that's something I, I can't lose sight of and, and no one, no one should. Um, I mentioned this at, at uh, a ton of times, but it's just, I find it that it works so well. So I have like a, a five-year journal. So mm. um, each day you'll, you'll write something about your life. Um, and um, the other day I was writing on my journal um, how like um, I'm doing well with like my savings. Um, and then I checked like the same date, but six months ago. Mm. And I was complaining about like, oh, I'm bad with money. I can't do this. And I'm like, oh, wow, I actually made progress. So I I, I love recommending that. So it's like a five-year um, journal is like where you make an entry um, each day. And then you can go yeah. back and see what happened like that day, six months ago, or that day, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we shared, we talked about this in, um, I think, a podcast we did together. I think the beginning of this of this year, I, I have one and you've just reminded me that I need I've not made an entry in it maybe for like two months. Um, um, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and really just start filling it out because it's good to just remind ourselves, isn't it, of our wins and even the challenges in the past so we can see how much we've grown. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so easy to lose sight of that. It really is. Mm. And especially for me, like I, it's easy for my brain to be negative than it is mm. to be positive. So I have to have what I call these receipts of yes. how come. So guys, you know, that brings us to the close of today's um, podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining Yasmin and I on today's Clever Girl Knows podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and we hope that you've got a ton of value from the tips that we've shared and also the stories that we've shared about our personal finance journey. And we want to encourage you to have your own girl talk with somebody that you trust about your financial journey, where you can share your goals, your wins and any challenges that you're facing. We also want to encourage you to find an accountability partner. And if you don't have one, you can join the Clever Girl Finance um, community. You can find us on Instagram and we have a private um, Facebook group for all of the course takers. You can check out our free courses. Um, and we have tons and tons of resources on the Clever Girl Finance website. Our desire for you is for you to succeed in your finances mm -hmm. and to achieve the goals and dreams that you have for yourself. That's why we're Thanks. a part of Clever Girl Finance. We have that. We all have that mission. Like we want to help people improve their finances and, and build the lives that they want to live. So thank you for joining us and we will catch you on the next Yasmin and Esther podcast takeover. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and